are listening to the Soul Source Podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Amell. Soul Source exists to share stories that are shaping our world today. We go straight to the source of the information and give you the best insight on topics and show you what's being done about these issues, as well as how you can help make a difference. So buckle up, Soul Source Society, because we're about to get started. We created this group without knowing all the how or the why behind it. Um, and I think that was the most powerful because we were vulnerable. We, we shared, uh, you know, who we were um, and we kind of took people on a journey. Hello. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day out there. I'm your host, Raquel Lamel, and I don't know about you, but I personally feel like I have been doing video conference calls and video chat meetups for what seems to feel like forever. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but it has been an adjustment And companies, organizations, and even events have all had to find a way to go virtual while still making it fun for people who, like me, are starting to get a little bit of that video conference fatigue. You know what, though? Some companies, they have figured this out. In fact, one female-owned co-working space in Green Bay, Wisconsin, has seen a ton of success when it comes to having a virtual community and having it thrive. So much success, in fact, that they're considering keeping hybrids of events and meetups, both physical and virtual, going forward even after we're through this social distancing and pandemic phase that we're in right now. Jess Hopp and Alex Vandehei, they co-own, along with their other two partners, Kayla Jetta and Sunny Hennessy, what is a female co-working space and community called The Nest. Jess and Alex, thank you for joining me today. Yay, thanks Thanks for having us. This is super exciting. I think what you guys have created is such a cool and unique community. And I'm excited to dive into it a little bit and learn a little bit more about how you've taken what's a community that's physical and brought it to a virtual world. That's something a lot of people are struggling with right now. And you've actually had this happen successfully. Tell me a little bit about what The Nest is, how it got started for you guys. So The Nest is a female-forward co-working space. Um, Alex and I actually met in Minneapolis. I don't know. Two years ago? Three years ago. It feels like we've been friends for a lifetime, but um, we were both living out in the Twin Cities, and I posted in um, an online forum on Facebook, notes like, anyone in Minneapolis, are you from northeastern Wisconsin? Because I had no friends. I was living out there, um, and so I really wanted to create my own, you know, community and build that for myself, and Alice responded, and she's like, yes, I lived in Green Bay for a while, and that's where I live, and so we were sitting in a coffee shop in Minneapolis talking about you know, McCullough Park and the Packers. And so it was just really fun. And so that kind of kicked off our our friendship. And she was building her um, website and branding company at the time. And I was building my event business at the time. And so we just kind of like shared a, a similar space in life of a season of starting a bit, yeah, of starting a business and being um, an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. So that's how that all kicked off. Um, and then we moved different reasons we moved back to Green Bay and we saw such a need in our community um, for to find women who are running their own business and just being a boss um, it's, an, it's a very underground um, community and you really have to like be curious and start digging and finding women who are super successful at it um, so we kind of went on a mission and had a bunch of coffee dates and, and really tried to find women who were building their business um, on their terms and we found them. Um, and so we decided to start an online Facebook group to see who's out there. Would, does anyone need resources, um, to build a business? So that's mm-hmm. how we started was with a Facebook group. That is awesome. And 
who would have thought, I mean, such a small world, right? You're, you're in the Twin Cities and here you find somebody who's from the same place you are of all the people that are out there. It's like, it was fate. Yeah, totally was. And <laughs> we, you know, we got the idea for co-working because there's plenty and extremely successful co-working businesses out in Minneapolis and in bigger cities, but there just wasn't anything like it in Green Bay. Yes, there are co-working spaces here, but we found that a lot of them are based in the tech world or they're male dominated or, um, you know, just didn't have our appeal and, and look and niche that we wanted to go after. Yeah. And providing the resources We're we're very much around like a wraparound co-working, like co-working space, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, just having all, you know, people of all different backgrounds as resources is something that um, I found was super helpful. And I'm sure Alex is too, mm-hmm. like just knowing who you can go to for what that's, that's been like the biggest part of our virtual community, our, our online community is like, Hey, do you know an accountant? Do you know someone who does X, Y, Z? And so creating that resource community is really important. And it's, a, I don't know, it's, it's a, it sets us apart. It makes us unique. We're not just a space, um, but we're a, a really thriving community. So did you guys, while you were out and kind of creating this idea, did you go to like these female co-working sp- spaces? Or did you kind of like formulate what you did based off of what you saw or how did that work? We did. We pretended like we were <laughs> looking for space yeah. or to be a member of these of, of other co-working spaces in Minneapolis. There are a couple uh, there that we went and we just fawned over. We we're like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what we want to create, um, who we want to be when we create some, create a space. Um, and then we also toured like larger co-working spaces, you know, like the WeWork um, mm-hmm. and to see how those corporate spaces work um, and kind of like did a little bit of a hybrid for us and, and what would work for our, our region, our area. Very cool. So having started the nest virtually and then making it a physical space and now going back to a virtual community, that's a strange twist of events in and of itself. But how has that impacted that community that you've created here? Well, to, to kind of backtrack and give you the story of how we started a co-working space virtually. Well, obviously, when we first started, we, we created the community on Facebook and had a group there we didn't have an actual space yet. Jess and I were trying to figure out, okay, how do we, how do we rent a building? How do we get this up and running, right? Where do we get the capital? How do we do all that kind of stuff? So we really started it on Facebook um, in 2018, at the end of 2018, and all through 2019, we were kind of virtual. We would bring together events in person and have them at physical spaces and, and women-owned businesses and that was wildly successful mm-hmm. um so we didn't really have events virtually back then but now we're you know then we got our space um up and running in january and started having physical events and physical co-working and that was going wrong you know awesome and then you know COVID hit so when that happened, we're like, okay, what do we do now? Yeah. You don't really put like a pandemic into your business plan. Right? Oh, no. And when you say January, you're talking January 2020, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. January 2nd, 2020. And then two months, three months later, COVID hit. So we kind of just pivoted uh, all of our events to be via Zoom and have, have um, 
have all of our events there. And then we started hosting um, Zoom co-working dates and town halls and um, happy hours and masterminds and stuff like that, all via Zoom. So Zoom has been our best friend um, <laughs> and creating this community and getting back online. And I was just going to say we have private, you know, we do have our large group our large facebook group but we decided to have a private facebook group for our members just to stay even more connected and and share resources and support one another that way so i think one of the things that people um have have kind of struggled with when you know doing zoom meetings is there's a little bit of i think fatigue out there when it comes to video conferences and and people doing them all the time right now so how are you making your events and and your your meetups actually um, exciting and fun for people. How is that coming together? Yeah, so we we noticed right off the bat that, you know, March hit and we were just really unsure of what to do. Like, even us as business owners, we're like, okay, th- you know, this is going to get back to normal. We're going to figure this out. Um, and it just kind of got to the point where, okay, nope, this is actually going to be our new normal for now. So we started doing the town halls and, and getting people um, involved online and the, the number one thing that we that I saw, you know, from my business and the nest was people did want to be connected and they did want to like hear from one another and and see one another if it's virtually um, and just like check the pulse of one another. And I think that's been a huge thing just to be part of a community that supports one another. And it's not just like, you know, business, all business and, you know, like how can we hit our numbers, goals and all that. But it's really like, how are you as a human? How are you doing? Um, and so we've really tried to like adjust our events. Um, so we've really kind of like gone back to like our roots and, and really settled into community. And that's going to look a little different now with virtual events. And I, I think that's totally, you know, normal in the situation, but, um, you know, the, the event fatigue, that's again, normal. Like we were having in-person events as well. And people mm-hmm. kind of got burned out on in-person events too. So I think there's there's just um, there's a sense of like we have to find a balance. And we've been seeing uh, more people sign up for our events being online, and they want to know more about us, and they want to be connected to us in a way that meets them where they're at. So uh, virtual events has given us the platform to have a lot of different people from different areas, not not just here in Green Bay, but um, mm-hmm. around around the country join us and and hear more about our mission and what we're doing. Are you seeing that? Are you seeing people from other states and even other parts of Wisconsin even joining in on those events? Yeah. And even with, um, you know, COVID and, and like kind of curtailing in person, we've had people reach out and ask us, how did you start this? How did I want to start this in my community? You know, Mm -hmm. like I want to bring a female forward co-working space here. How can I do that? So we're still seeing people get really excited by being in community with one another and having a space to grow your business and just like be a human with another human. Um, so I think it's been a really cool, I don't know, um, outcome through all of this is like, we want to be more connected now than mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Human, human connectedness and human interaction. We are very social creatures by nature. I know you had um, mentioned that, it's not all about the numbers, but to some degree, as a business, numbers do matter. How are you guys 
measuring whether these events are successful or not. Um, have you seen numbers change or fluctuate from going from physical events to uh, virtual events and virtual meetups, or are you are things kind of staying the same? What does it What does it look like for you, and how are you measuring that? Yeah, so we are a membership community. So when somebody becomes a member of the Nest, they actually get to go to all of the events for free. Um, and then for non-members, we still allow non-members to attend our events, but they get to attend at a price. So um, for our in-person events prior to COVID, um, we were at a rate that, you know, we didn't see a ton of mm -hmm. non-members attend our events. But then once we um, went online and we started offering recordings, mm -hmm. um, we lowered our price point a little bit for those events since they're online. Um, we actually saw a dramatic increase in the number of non-members attend. So that was really cool to see. So even though we weren't, you know, not as many, uh, or we were not charging as much, uh, we probably still made more money on the <laughs> on the non or on the online events because the cost was lower for those people and we had more attendees. That is really cool! Wow. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a, a weird trial and error. Like we we knew what we wanted it to look like, and um, you know, I have an event background, so I've seen the power of events and just knowing that it's an awesome. Um, uh, funnel and an awesome tool to have people learn more about you and, and hear more about what you have to say and you know where your values align and so the fact that we can transition really seamlessly online and have a bigger impact I think that's really powerful. I would say this though we did we did see a dip in our percentage of membership and you know uh, increase over months. Um, in the first three months we obviously had members joining monthly. Um, but once COVID hit, we kind of had, went to a standstill for the number of members. People are just kind of uncertain of what, what it would look like. Um, but once we were able to open our doors back up, that's when we started seeing our membership increase again. And are you, are you seeing people coming back and starting to, to go back to interacting in person now at the, at the Nest co-working space? Yeah. Yep, we are. All right, guys, I want to take a quick break here to tell you about this really cool organization that's helping companies right now during this COVID-19 pandemic, because let's be honest, we are all under stress right now, but business owners are juggling a little more stress than most these days. Working in a small business, I know the stress that it can bring to a company every day. Questions like, how am I going to pay employees? What will I do if COVID-19 comes back or even if it hits my business? Luckily, the Wisconsin Women's Business Initiative Corporation has resources and is ready to help. WIBIC has a COVID-19 fast-track loan program and has the financial resources to help you grow and strengthen your women-run business. To learn how they can help you, visit www.bic.com. So how does how does this look going forward then? Because we're kind of, um, you know, things are open, you're our uh, space is open. And so are you going to be doing physical and virtual events? Or are you going to be doing more of one or the other? What does it look like, you know, in the future here? Yeah. So, I mean, just the way that we're, that the industry of events is moving, I don't think we're ever going to be solely one or the other, <laughs> um, to be completely honest. So, and just the fact that we've seen such a spike in attendance for online events and people being able to purchase the replays, um, we've, we've, talked about having um, the hybrid option moving forward and really 
um, serving people who want to come out and, and see the space and, and get more curious about it, we'll have that option available. And then also people who are just looking for the, the information and the content um, that'll be available virtually. So we're really excited about what it's going to look like. And I think there's going to be so much um, more, you know, um, access and availability for people to meet them where they're at online versus yeah. always requiring them to be in person because honestly the vision for the next is to be you know a regional um, opportunity and and our Facebook group is called women in entrepreneurship northeastern Wisconsin so even though we're we are here based in Green Bay um, being virtual allows us um, to really spread that mission further than just our city. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And so one of the things we're talking about here on Soul Source is, is women business owners and just, you know, being, especially owning a small business, but as a woman, you, it's typical that you tend to take on a lot of what they call unpaid work. And that's a lot of the child work and the housework and all that sort of stuff within a family. And so by you guys being a group specifically for women and then having, you know, events now that are going to be both virtual and physical, I think for women that can be really beneficial because you do, you're juggling so many things at once that, you know, maybe you can't drop the kids off somewhere to physically go to an event, but you can have the kids in the other room watching a movie while you attend something. So is that part of the logic too here with what you guys are doing? Yeah. I mean, so actually, while while everything was shut down and the nest was shut down, we had an event and we said, let's, let's make the start time of this event at 8 PM so that people can, <laughs> potentially have their kids, kiddos in bed and they can jump on their computer, grab a glass of wine and um, join us. So definitely there's, there is some theory to that. And I think there's definitely some validity to that thought process. And um, even in the last, the last event that we hosted, I had a couple of people that are like, you know what, I'm going to just sign up so I can grab the recording later because I do have my kids and I don't want them screaming in the background or they just simply shut off their video, shut off their mic and, and listen, and they might have chaos behind them, but they're, they're still there. That, the female focused co-working space. Why do you think it's so important to have something like that? That's so focused on women and, you know, women entrepreneurs, but just women professionals in general. I mean, being part of a co-working space, I, in Minneapolis, I saw that there was such power in like connecting with others who are in the same season of life as you um and the people that you know i personally connected with were more of the the women entrepreneurs because we have certain hurdles that we have to jump through versus our male counterparts mm-hmm. um and so what what resonated with us starting this uh business was to really focus on helping all you know all women um grow their business in a way that feels good for them and you know to your point i don't have children but to your point um, having, having the, the knowledge or empathy of a, of a woman building her business while being, you know, the, the sole runner of a household and having a family, I think that's a struggle that a lot of women resonate with and want to know that there are other women out there, you know, killing it in their, in their business. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, just having that community and knowing that there's somebody else going through the same thing that you're going through. I think that's the most powerful thing. And when we were bringing our business plan around to other people, that was actually the top question that we would get, you know, like, why are you alienating 50% of the population with your business? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I remember somebody asking us that. Um, And I think it's okay. I, 
I think it's okay that we're, we serve um, a niche and, you know, female forward business owners. Um, I think it's powerful to say that that's what we're doing. Yeah. And if it resonates for a man to join us, they mm-hmm. certainly can. We are not, you know, segregating or saying no, no, <laughs> no male <men>. members. Um, <laughs> that's not it at all. We've, we've actually had mem- male members interested, although none of them have taken the commitment and become a member. They're certainly welcome to if they feel um, that this is a place that they, they would be comfortable. And, and, you know, I, I just want to say that it is a, it is a business decision too. I mean, just like any businesses, um, choose their target market or their niche, it helps them grow. If you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to also mention that. I love that point of if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody because ever you know, inevitably things will attract certain groups of people and it's working for you. I think Jess, when we talked before you had mentioned some growth, how much have you guys grown since opening? <laughs> Double probably. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, business-wise, I think we've grown significantly, and we've put this um, this message out now. Like, there's a space, a physical space for women in our community to come together and build their business, which I, I'm I'm very impact driven, and so like to have that as a statement in our community that we are taking up physical space. We're not just meeting in a coffee shop. Um, you know, we're we're not doing our work from home, we have a dedicated area. I think that's powerful. I'm curious for advice wise for people, if they're listening to this and someone's like, okay, I love this idea. I think this would be really, really cool. Or I'm working on this project at my company and you know, I could pull this idea for having a virtual event from what these ladies told me. I'm curious, what is your number one piece of advice that you would give to people to do this successfully to have a virtual event and a virtual community successfully, because it seems to be what is going to be our norm here for at least the next few months. So Jess, I'm going to start with you. What is your piece of advice? When you were talking, I'm just like the biggest thing that we did and what worked for us is we just started. We, we didn't really overthink it. (laughs) You know, we, we created this group without knowing all the how or the why behind it. Um, And I think that was the most powerful because we were vulnerable we we shared uh, you know who we were um and we kind of took people on a journey it was like yes that was our ultimate vision to one day open a co-working space but in the meantime we just really you know dove into supporting um women entrepreneurs and women in business and I think that paid off so much just Mm -hmm. like with the amount of relationships and um us growing our own businesses too it just was it was so powerful to just kind of like have that as our starting point that we just wanted to serve women. Um, and then whatever came of it, came of it. So mm-hmm. just start. Oh yeah. I can relate to that so much. That's how soul source got started. We started during this whole pandemic and we just, we just started, we had a plan and it just, the timing was right. And we went. So sometimes literally just going for it can be the best thing you can do. All right, Alex, what would be your tidbit of advice for people on how to do this successfully? Yeah, I would say, um, build your relationships. I think that is the biggest thing is, is we are real people and we actually <laughs> sit down with people and get to know them on a personal and deeper level versus just always thinking about the sale or, you know, how can I, um, well, really just the sale. Like, we, how can I sell to you? That's, that's not our jam. We're about building our relationships and 
and serving them in the best way we can possible before we even consider thinking about them as a, a prospect. So, yeah. so mm-hmm. I mean, I'd say that would be my biggest piece of advice is in building your business or building an online events or a community. Mm-hmm. It's always just thinking about that other person on the other side and how you can serve them. I'm a huge connector and I love connecting people to people. So when I know somebody that can benefit from knowing somebody else, I will, you know, make that introduction. Mm-hmm. And I think that goes a long way. That probably goes a long way too. And people, you know, remembering, right. They'll, they'll, a connection that they need. If you help them make that, they remember a positive association with the nest because you help them. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And like to go off of what Alex is talking about, the nest is not for everybody. And so we've referred people to be like, Oh, you know what? This space would be better for you. Or this sounds like this is what you need right now. Um, And yeah, coming at it from the vantage point of serving. That is awesome. And I think that's a great piece of advice is remembering people are people and they, they just want to have conversations and connections. So that is great. Cause I think a lot of times that gets lost, especially in, in the business realm where it's, you, you do, you see the, the number and the sale and it's so easy to go down that road. If someone wants to learn more about the nest or even just how to have a, a virtual event or a co-working space, how can they get a hold of you guys? What's the best way to, to learn more? Um, so we have a website, thenestdc.com. They can definitely check us out there and learn more about who we are and what we do and our um, our photos and pictures and um, email addresses are on our about page. <laughs> so you can get that. Um, and then, in person yeah. or in virtual space. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, we're happy to chat with anybody if they reach out via email. And then also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep, join um, our group. And join our yeah. Women in Entrepreneurship group this year. Um, female Women in Entrepreneurship in Northeast mm-hmm. Wisconsin. We'd love to have you join our group. That's awesome. I appreciate you guys taking the time and talking with me today and sharing your advice. This has been a really great conversation. So thank you, Jess and Alex. Awesome. Thank you so Thanks much. Thank you for listening. And if you want to hear more Soul Source, subscribe to our show. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts. And if there's something that you want us to talk about more on the show, we can do that too. We have a Facebook group. It's called the Soul Source Society. It is where we interact with listeners, share special content only seen in that group, talk about shows, get ideas for future podcasts, and overall just have a lot of fun. That's Soul Source Society on Facebook. We hope to see you there. Soul Source is brought to you by Red Shoes Inc., a leading agency specializing in crisis and strategic communications, media relations, social media, and so much more. To learn more about Soul Source and Red Shoes, visit us at redshoesinc.com. <laughs>